This is Jamie Andelin, and you are listening to Your Turned On Desire. Hey friend, before we start, if you would like to continue to hear more free content about sex and intimacy, then please leave a positive review for this podcast. I promise no matter what, you'll keep getting this content for free, but it encourages me to keep going and creating better and better content when I hear from you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being here. Hello, hello. So glad you're here. We are going to dive into step seven today. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, please go back to episode 32 and start listening from there because we are talking about the eight steps it takes to get from struggling in your sex life and not desiring sex with your spouse to sex becoming a non-issue and then something that you are enjoying in your life. Sex can be something that's fun and easy between the two of you. That is not an issue. So before we dive into step seven, I would love to give you a recap of what all the steps are. The first step in the path towards sex being something fun and enjoyable for you in your marriage is you have to embrace your sexuality. The second step to is to respect your own sexual desire. There are actually two different sexual desires and usually your husband will have one desire and you'll have the other. And these two desires, when properly understood, are meant to work together like a beautiful dance between the masculine and the feminine. Couples who truly understand the two desires and how they work together will experience true intimacy and and these couples enjoy an easy, fun sex life. Step three, give yourself permission to seek pleasure and to acknowledge your desires. I'll include that in step three. Step four, learn how to make sex enjoyable for yourself. Step five, make the sex you're having something worth wanting more of. Step six is practice growing your desire. When a woman understands how much she controls in the process of turning on her desire, then she can turn it on whenever she wants to. Step seven is what we will be focusing on today. And this step is fling yourself into the life of a turned on woman and do it with wild abandon. You're going to understand more about this step at the end of the episode. And then the next episode will be on the final step, step eight, which is delight in the wonderment that is your life with your spouse. In each of these steps, there are a set of skills and lifestyle shifts that need to be practiced in order for you to be able to take each step. This is simply how life works. It's no different with improving your sexual relationship. Just like learning anything new or deciding to improve your ability to play a sport or develop a talent like singing or playing the piano, you would need to be properly educated on the subject And then you're going to need to understand the steps and skills that will get you there. After you have the education and you know what the skills are, you simply just practice until you have arrived where you want to go. So today, step seven, fling yourself into the lifestyle of a turned on woman and do it with wild abandon. Most women who are not experiencing sexual desire in the way they want to have not developed or matured the sexual part of themselves. 
And this evolving of your sexual self is imperative and necessary if you want to experience true intimacy with your spouse. We can only connect to a certain point in our marriages without this evolving process. So if you are noticing that you are craving more intimacy, that you would love to feel more connected, that you don't want sex to be a problem, then this is a teacher to you telling you, hey, it's time to evolve the sexual part of yourself. It's as if your sexuality has a voice and she's speaking to you. So why is step seven so hard to take? It's hard to take this step because we don't know this part of us has to be evolved. As growing girls, we were taught more about hiding and being ashamed of our sexuality and just maybe not even talking about it. Then we were given education on truth and anatomy and just basic facts about our bodies. Mostly because nobody in our lives truly understood this and how our marriages would be negatively impacted. We weren't supposed to fully develop this part of ourselves until we were fully developed women. So it's okay that you didn't evolve in this way, but there does come a time to do this if we want to feel whole, confident, and deeply connected in our marriages. This development makes our lives more meaningful and strengthens our souls and our relationships so we can enjoy our lives to the fullest. I do want this for you. It's hard to take this step because it takes looking at the meanings we have around our sexuality that keep this part of us from developing. We believe things that are harmful and create low desire and this puts a block in how much we can really connect to our lovers. It's hard to take this step because it requires us to be invested in ourselves, to take responsibility for our desires daily. It's hard because it requires awareness and honesty. This step is hard because it requires us choosing our spouses to engage with them in ways that may be uncomfortable, not bad or wrong, just having an openness that feels scary or maybe we feel embarrassed or insecure. We are exposing ourselves and our hearts and increasing our capacity to feel intimacy We are going to be feeling things we aren't sure we are allowed to feel. I don't know if you've seen the new Elvis movie yet or not, but there's a scene where Elvis is singing and it's showing the reaction of the women in the audience and the girls are going crazy and there's this one scene where The narrator says, now I don't know much about music, but I could see in that girl's eyes that she was having feelings she wasn't sure she should enjoy or something along those lines. And this is really important to remember that like, it's going to be hard to take this step because you are going to be having feelings and sensations that you aren't quite sure you should be enjoying. Just something to consider. Taking this step means we are living a different lifestyle than many other people. We pause and we feel our feelings. We offer ourselves self-compassion. We stop the negative self-talk and doubt. We choose to listen to what we desire and what we want. And then we speak up for it in bold and kind ways. 
we are paying attention to what part of our menstrual cycle we are in and we are cycling our self-care. We are making rest a priority. This step seven, this fling yourself into the life of a turned on woman is hard because not only are we paying attention to our desires that are good and acceptable in a culture, but we are also paying attention to our desires that are weird and seem unaccepted by a culture and that we judge ourselves for. And we are learning to drop this judgment from ourselves. And when we are experiencing anything in our lives, we realize that this is evidence that we want that thing, even if it seems bad or negative. Here's an example. Not having a desire for sex is evidence that you don't want a desire for sex for some reason. And flinging ourselves into the life of a turned on woman means we will be acknowledging this desire for no desire as completely valid. We have good reasons for this. It's giving us something we want and we need to embrace this desire just as much as we would embrace the desire for sex. And I know it seems weird, but sex is weird. And flinging ourselves into the life of a turned on woman means you're going to have to be willing to feel the sensations in your body of all the weirdness. Here's another example. I had a private call with someone from my program this week. She was frustrated and was sharing with me how she and her husband got in a really big fight and then they worked through things and they had a great breakthrough. They shared things with each other that they hadn't before and they were understanding each other in a much better way. She felt really happy with their progress and they were sitting on the couch one evening and her husband started touching her leg while they were watching some TV together and she said to me, you'd think I want to be sexual with him, but I didn't. I found myself still resisting sexual desire and she said that she thinks she's just not connected to her husband enough yet and so she needed more connection connection and she thought that maybe she needed more concrete rules like making sure they talk for 20 minutes once a week and going on more dates and I stopped her right there and I said hold on I'm gonna stop you because no the last thing you need is more rules in your marriage the one thing you do need is you need to bring to light what you do really well. And that is you resist your sexual feelings and instead you experience your sexual energy as free flowing anxiety on a daily basis. I continued with the only rule you're going to have is you're not allowed to have sexual feelings towards your husband. You must repress your sexual feelings and experience them only as free flowing anxiety on a daily basis. And you are going to learn to enjoy that. And I want you to feel how powerful you are that you can choose to turn off your sexual feelings and you can choose to turn them into anxiety and you can repress them because you want to, because it gives you a sense of rebellion and you enjoy being able to do this or you wouldn't do it. So before you do anything else, you have to follow this rule of seeing that you do this. And you have to love that you can do this. And I want you to enjoy and celebrate yourself for doing it because you are committed to feeling turned off no matter what. And you really get off on this for some weird reason. And she said, this is weird. Aren't I supposed to learn how to want more sex? And I said, yeah, this is how. You're never going to want more sex unless you learn to acknowledge all of your desires, even the weird ones that don't seem to make sense. 
And instead of judging yourself for your desires and what you are creating, I want you to find pure enjoyment from your ability to create and resist and withhold and have weird desires that don't make sense and that cause drama in your life. You create this drama. And until you can see that, I don't want you to do anything different. Until you can see that you are creating this drama and you can celebrate that you create this drama because some weird part of you loves to do this, you won't be able to understand sexual desire. All of these skills and all these lifestyle shifts are hard to do, but the rewards on the other side are worth it and also deeply beautiful. In every circumstance of life, we are always going to have some kind of challenge or problem. What happens on the other side of overcoming the challenge of low sexual desire is in a way we're up-leveling our problems. What happens for many of my clients and myself is you start having a lot of other challenges to overcome, but they're so much better. For example, maybe you're having a lot more orgasms and sometimes they can be very intense and they become a new problem for you because it's like, whoa, that was a lot. What is happening? You know, this is just a new problem for you to deal with. The new problem is better than the old problem of not wanting to have sex with your husband. Another struggle that myself and some of my other clients have are orgasms in our sleep that wake us up in the night. I know it's so hard. It's like I have complained about this to people and they just don't really care about my issues in this area. And you know what my husband and I started doing recently? Well, actually, it was a several years ago on a Saturday and Sunday morning. Every week, we would just lie in bed together for two hours before we came out of our room. We used to have this joke that the kids were eating Oreos for breakfast because we did this one time and we came out and they had all been eating Oreos and watching cartoons and the living room is a mess, you know, and we were laughing about it. And now we're like, hey, do you want to let the kids have Oreos for breakfast tomorrow? And there'll be a mess to clean up and it's a new problem. It's a new problem to deal with. You know, up-leveling, up-leveling our problems is it's what we're always going to be doing. In my private coaching, on all of my calls, we start with talking about our roses, which are the good things that have been happening. And then we talk about the thorns, which are the hard things that have been happening, the things we're working through. And it's so fun to see how my clients' thorns start evolving over our time together. Um, the new problems they have, like, oh, I have to wash my sheets like every day. <laughs> More recently, our kids are older and don't get into the Oreos and such anymore. But now we are up until 2 or 3 a.m., my husband and I, and we've been really tired during the day. Sometimes I think we are going to have to sleep separate because it's hard to keep our hands off each other in the same bed. New problems. Flinging yourself into the life of a turned-on woman is learning to deal with these new problems. You never get rid of your problems. You just have new ones to work through. Most women who are struggling with low desire actually fear having a really amazing relationship like this. And so it's hard to just let yourself desire sex and to desire your partner sexually because that would mean that you would have a really valuable and remarkable relationship and that's scary. They aren't quite sure how to allow and feel the sensations of all this love in their bodies. They aren't quite sure how to hold it and allow for deep intimacy. 
they are uncomfortable with true intimacy and more love and so they resist it. This causes a lot of anxiety in our bodies and we are more comfortable with the anxiety than we are with more love. Feeling anxious around sex and physical intimacy is a way to cover up feelings of a deeper connection that is trying to blossom. Instead of feeling the deeper connection, we avoid it and we feel anxiety instead. The feeling that something really wonderful is about to happen and the feeling that something scary is about to happen feel the same in our bodies and our minds will try to make sense of it and we'll always go to the negative because that's what we humans do. And without this awareness, we will always be living life with anxiety and avoiding growth and connection, which keeps our desire low. Flinging yourself into the life of a turned on woman and doing it with wild abandon means embracing all the feelings you're having and being completely honest with yourself about what you're avoiding and what you're scared of and then opening up to receiving and having what you're scared of. It's pretty basic, but one of the things that make these skills hard is they're new and different. New keys open new doors, though. We know this, but changing our lifestyles and patterns is challenging for us as humans to do. It can feel like trying to bridle a wild stallion sometimes because we resist change. These skills are hard because we have to overcome the negative meanings we have around sex that we've had since we were young. It's challenging to believe new and different things, especially if the people around us aren't evolving. It's hard because our spouses will feel discomfort sometimes. Maybe they're disappointed and we have to learn how to be women who disappoint people sometimes. This is okay. We have to learn to take the action of self-compassion. This doesn't mean that we're being lazy and accommodating and pushovers. It means doing what is good, putting our big picture desires first. And sometimes this is just hard to do. Like a toddler who wants candy for breakfast, but it's not good for them, so we tell them no. We have to do this to ourselves like a form of self-parenting. Self-parenting is a form of self-compassion. And what turns on our desire is when we invest in ourselves like this. Another thing that is hard is actually facing our emotions and exposing our true selves, being honest and open. This can be so hard, very hard sometimes. It can feel scary, but it's worth the risk. Something else that is hard is we have to have patience when we're practicing these skills. Good, pleasurable sex takes time. Your arousal takes the perfect amount of time, but you're going to feel the pressure to hurry and be done. So practicing patience is focusing on connection, and this is harder to do sometimes because we just want to say like, oh, just get it over with. We want to accept our own sexuality first and then learn how to share it in a loving marriage. And this is hard. This is hard because a lot of people think it's the other way around. Like we have to give ourselves sexually to someone first, but this is backwards. Reversing the process is unique, which can make it challenging. You want to make your female orgasm equal to importance as the male orgasm. This is hard because 
starting in Victorian times, women's sexuality was seen as different than men's. Orgasms were seen as unnecessary and sometimes unhealthy for women. Totally not true, but that's what happened. And so it has evolved to where we make um, the woman's orgasm isn't essential. The male's orgasm is essential and women's orgasm is kind of a bonus of sorts. And this is just terrible messaging. And it hasn't always been like this forever. Before the, before the Victorian times, everyone's sexuality was seen as pretty normal and um, important. And women's pleasure wasn't seen as strange. So it was just an important natural part of life. It's hard to take these steps because the idea that our sexuality is stronger than we are. So we fear evolving this part of ourselves because we think that if we do, we'll become strippers or sex crazed. But the truth is we always have a choice and we can let our sexuality evolve and then we can choose to do good with it. But it's hard because there, there's the idea that, you know, we don't have a choice. Like if our sexuality evolves, we, we don't have control over it or something. We totally do. And when you're good and your sexuality evolves, you'll do good with it. I promise. There are some fears that get in the way of people being able to practice these skills. Okay. One is the fear of investing in yourself and the fear of investing in your spouse. We don't typically like to put work into someone that we don't feel is invested in us. And so if your spouse feels like, you know, you're not taking time to really evolve the sexual part of yourself, you might notice that they don't really take the time to connect to you emotionally like you need. And then if you're not feeling connected to emotionally, then you feel like, well, I don't want to develop the sexual part of myself. And so this is like a cycle that keeps us stuck. And sometimes... Sometimes we don't want to invest in others like our spouse because it's good judgment. But for the most part, marriage in and of itself doesn't make a woman have a low sexual desire. But it's how we are acting in our marriages. That's what creates low sexual desire. And a low investment in ourselves and our spouses creates low desire. So We just kind of have to get over ourselves and our pride and invest in ourselves and invest in our spouse, whether we perceive that they are investing in us or not. And usually when we take the responsibility and we invest, then the spouse will invest as well. Another fear that gets in the way is we fear being desirable And then we fear loving ourselves. This is so hard because it takes looking at ourselves and being with ourselves, finding what we find attractive and almost entering into what I call a love affair with ourselves. This can be uncomfortable. In order for sex to be good, though, we have to stop rejecting our bodies and we have to just let ourselves be seen by our own selves and also our spouses. So what's at stake if we don't have these skills? If we don't overcome these fears that we have, if we don't practice the skills, then what's going to happen? Well, we stay stuck. 
We feel like roommates with our spouse. Bedtime remains awkward. Sex feels like a chore. More chores, more duties, more obligations. The list gets longer and longer. Things that are meant to be fun no longer feel fun. Sex is meant to be fun and it just won't feel fun. We'll be pushing our partners away and not knowing how to pull them in closer. We'll be longing for a time in the past where, you know, things were good instead of your future being better than the past. We want to be evolving and progressing, not longing for another time. You're going to be feeling insecure. Your spouse is going to be feeling rejected and unchosen. You will not feel invested in. You'll be pulling away when your husband touches you and tries to connect to your heart. You will not be making it to many years of good marriage. Maybe you'll stay in the marriage due to duty, but not because you choose this other person. You'll be in a relationship that is starving for love. You're going to be in your own way. You're going to start noticing that you're the one that's keeping yourself from evolving. You're going to continue thinking that sex is something to get over with. You're going to have more anxiety and pressure when it comes to celebrating your anniversaries. You know, when that anniversary is coming up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been a year since we've had sex or it's been months or weeks or whatever it is that, you know, the number you have in your head and that pressure is going to build up. Instead of celebrating your love, you're going to be like awkward and pressury about it. You're going to notice that you're taking two steps forward and one step back and you're kind of be in this cycle And it's going to be on repeat. You're just going to be feeling stuck in different phases of your life. And as you age, especially as you get into perimenopause and menopause, you're going to feel like, oh, great. Like, I don't feel good. Sex is going to be so hard. Now it's going to be even worse when it's really supposed to be better and better. Taking step seven, fling yourself into the lifestyle of a turned on woman and do it with wild abandon means to jump into this lifestyle without concern or worry. Trust that you're making your life and the life of everyone around you that you touch better, much better. Believe this, envision this for yourself. You're not hurting anyone. You're safe and I'm cheering you on. So these are all at stake. If we're not flinging ourselves into the life of a turned on woman and doing it with wild abandon or on the other side of all those struggles, you could feel alive and turned on a lot, almost all day sometimes. Because when you learn how to be turned on, all the things that were getting in the way of sex, you, you don't, you don't mess with them anymore. (laughs) You don't allow them in your life anymore. I have clients who say, lately I wake up and just feel turned on. And I walk around thinking about how amazing I feel in my body. They love to be touched and they they welcome it and they desire their husbands and, and they feel desirable. I mean, this is so beautiful. I love, love watching my clients get to this point where they start to overcome the hard parts of taking step seven. And of course, if you want to be living this beautiful life where you love to be touched and you you want to desire a husband and you love to feel desired and you're allowing so much love in your life and you're just dropping the 
the crazy, weird, <laughs> like desire to cause drama or contention or to resist sexual desire, like you're ready for what's on the other side of that, you're going to want some skills. And we talked about many of the skills that are in this um, episode of like what it means to be a turned on woman and what it means to fling yourself into the life of a turned on woman. And you're also going to need some more skills. You're going to want the skill of noticing that you're going to have competing wants going on at the same time. You may want sex and you may want to go to sleep and you're going to have these different competing wants going on at any given moment. And you're going to want the skill of being able to answer to the one that's going to lead towards sex being a non-issue in your life. And you're going to want to, it's important to have the skill of being able to know that it's okay to have some time to yourself and also knowing that you want to nourish the sexual part of your relationship with your spouse and you're going to be wanting to choose between alone time and wanting to be with your spouse and these are these are competing wants and they're both good and you're going to learn to stop poo-pooing on your wants you're going to open up to both of them and you're going to drop the guilt and be, you know, before you drop the guilt, you're going to have to learn to enjoy the guilt. <laughs> That's definitely a skill. So stop resisting all the feelings. You're going to stop having judgment around feelings and just start opening up to all of them. You're going to listen to your intuition and you're start practicing answering to what your desires are. And you're going to start following the journey that leads you to ultimately your big picture of what you really want and you're going to need the skill of thinking about you want thinking about what you want and noticing all of your desires good and bad you're gonna need the skill of letting penis in vagina be optional <laughs> letting intercourse be optional this is not the peak that creates intimate connection together you're going to need the skill of noticing your own sensations and not beating yourself up about them you're going to know that noticing sensations you're having and and being allowed to feel whatever sensation you're having and you're going to want to understand how your brain and your body are working together to create pleasurable sex. You're going to want to be able to understand that sensations in your body can be painful and there can also be pleasure there at the same time. And I'm not saying that, you know, we push through the pain, but you're going to want to be able to have the skill of recognizing that there is pleasure there as well. It's so powerful. You're going to want the skill of knowing how to have orgasms and then how to have better orgasms and how to have them more often and how to have them faster. You're going to want the skill of being able to plan in sex, but not because you're going to make sex happen. You're just going to want to do this because you want to see what's getting in the way of sex, of your desire. And you want to learn to strategize ways to overcome the obstacles that are getting in the way. When you plan in sex, you see everything that's getting in the way. And that's really good to notice because you can start changing your life so that those obstacles don't get in the way anymore. You're definitely going to want the skill of accepting your own sexuality first, getting to know the sexual part of yourself, and then learning how to share that with someone else. And this is hard. This is hard because a lot of people think it's the other way around. Like we have to give ourselves sexually to someone and then we'll learn about ourselves. But it's actually backwards. We want to be able to reverse the process. And this is unique which makes it challenging. 
Um, you want to be able to make your female pleasure equal to importance as your husband. You know, not in every culture is it like this and not in every culture has it been like this for yet forever. There's some cultures where women's sexuality was seen as normal and important and women's pleasure wasn't seen as strange. So it was just an important, normal, natural part of life. And, you know, we need to work on believing that ourselves. And it's hard to take all these steps and it's hard to have these skills because sometimes we think the idea that our sexuality is so strong, like it's stronger than us. And we kind of fear evolving this part of ourselves. Like we're, we have a lot of anxieties around sex. Some, some of my clients can't even say sex, you know, they, they say physical intimacy. They, you know, they, they don't want to even say sex and, you know, so it makes it hard. We just have a lot of anxieties around it. Um, and I promise like when we let our sexuality evolve and we realize that we do have control over our sexuality and that we get to use it for good, then good things will come of getting over the anxieties you have around sex. I promise. Okay. If you haven't mastered this art of desire, you're not alone. It can be very difficult to take these steps on your own. And it can take light years before you are enjoying a magnificent sex life free of contention and confusion. It almost feels like you're fighting against culture and you're bombarded with lies and misinformation daily, even by your well-meaning loved ones. If you're tired of struggling unnecessarily, I'm here for you. Mastering these steps of becoming a turned on woman alongside me as your guide and mentor makes it so much easier and enjoyable. Plus, it speeds up your progress. What I want for you to experience is that you stop worrying about the next heartbreaking, we need to have more sex talk initiated by your husband. And instead, you experience peace lying in bed with your husband every night. I am enrolling in my online program right now. So I wouldn't wait if I were you, if you're ready to speed up the progress and just get to that place where you're enjoying your sex life with your spouse. My new program is called Your Turned On Desire, the program. You enroll once and then you receive lifetime access to all the content, all the updates that I will add, and also free calls, and all the replays. You'll have brand new content released usually every month, sometimes every week. Once you enroll, you'll have access to all my other courses as a bonus. And you'll have access to all the replays that we've had this year so far, and you'll be enrolled. So then you'll have access to all the calls that we have coming up. You also have a private community in between the live calls that we have for daily support, plus I post in the daily community and add extra resources in the community as well. This program will literally blow your mind. You won't even know what happened to your sexual desire, but you will love that you won't feel like there's an aspect of you that causes disconnect in your marriage anymore. If this sounds like something you want to do for yourself, then the details are in the link of this podcast episode. When you enroll, 
you'll instantly have access to all the videos and the information, the modules and the lessons that are currently available. And then this week, I am adding a lesson on going more in depth on sex hormones. So that will be very informative for you. It's all the information I've gathered over my time working with doctors and it's very biological, but this is important for you to realize. And if you're a woman who wants to stop avoiding sex with her husband and you want to learn how to enjoy her sex life better, then come join us. I am looking for women who are excited to spend their energy and invest their energy on understanding their their sex lives and their sexuality. And I would love to be connected with you in this way. Ultimately, my goal is for your overall happiness to be better for your sex life to be a non-issue. So ultimately, I enjoy being connected, but above all, I want your sex struggles to go away. So if you're interested in this, if this sounds like you, if you sound like you are the woman who is ready to be invested in the sexual part of her life, then click on the link in the details of this podcast episode and check out my program. And I'd love to have you. Thank you for joining today. The next episode where I will see you is on step eight. It's the last step in this process of going from your stinky start of sex being an issue in your marriage to arriving at the happily ever after of sex being something that you do not have to worry about, but something you both enjoy in your marriage, a non-issue. See you there.